What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your one-stop spot for everything Chicago Bulls-related. I'm your host, Hayes, and on today's show, we'll be talking about the Bulls heading into the All-Star break on a five-game winning streak, the new addition of Tristan Thompson, and what he brings to the team. We'll also be diving into the mailbag. Let's get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So as you guys are sure to know by now, DeMar DeRozan has made history. He broke Wilt Chamberlain's record that has been standing since the 1960s. That's longer than most of us who are watching this channel has been alive. And, you know, for DeMar to be the most uh, overrated signing, the worst signing of the offseason, all those things, it's great to see DeMar DeRozan to have the streak. But what's even better is the is the Bulls going into the All-Star break on a five-game winning streak, being atop the East in a season that's been rifled with COVID, injuries, figuring it out, all different types of things. And with all that being said, the Bulls still sit atop of the East and have one of the best records in the whole NBA I get it, and I know Bulls fans are going to levy this where they haven't been a t- beat a top five team, all this other stuff. At the end of the day, the fact that the Bulls are sitting where they're sitting is something that not a lot of us would have expected coming into this NBA season. And I, for one, am happy with where the Bulls sit. And I think I still stand on the fact that when the Bulls are fully healthy, which we've never seen, by the way, we've never seen this team fully healthy. Even when Patrick Williams was in, Kobe White was out. Since Kobe White's come back, we've dealt with a lot of injuries and other things. We have never seen a fully realized version of a healthy of this team being healthy. We just haven't seen it. So with all those things being said, it just brings so much excitement to be a Chicago Bulls fan right now. I know, for one, I am the most excited I've probably been since the Derrick Rose era, and that is good. We also go into the All-Star break with good updates on Zach Levine and Alex Caruso's injuries. Zach Levine saw the knee specialist. Everything seemed to be good there. He'll be back after the All-Star break. He's even cleared to play with the minutes restriction in the All-Star game. Alex Caruso, in 7 to 10 days, will be able to go back to dribbling and shooting again. So probably a couple weeks to three weeks after that, he'll probably, as long as his his wrist uh, reacts fine, we'll probably see him back in games. And we're on course, as far as what we've been told so far, that Lonzo Ball is still en route to be back on that six, uh, that six to eight-week timeline that we've seen him. So we should see Lonzo Ball back towards the beginning of March as well. This is just all shaping up to be good things, and the Bulls to firing on all cylinders to really make an extended run coming out of the All-Star break, get back healthy, get these players back in line. We all think Patrick Williams is going to be back for the end of the season as well. This is a good time for the Bulls, good time to be a Bulls fan, and we're seeing a lot of positive things around this franchise. One of those positive things is the signing of Tristan Thompson. And I know a lot of Bulls fans... Tristan Thompson's wash. What does Tristan Thompson really bring? And this is one of the key things that I'm going to point out with this team. Tristan Thompson's offensive rebounding rate is 14.2, which would be the highest in on this team once he gets here. And we know offensive rebounding has been an issue for this team. On top of that, that 14.2% will put him in the 20th, top 20th percentile of NBA players. That is an elite skill set, right? And keep in mind, what we've seen from Tristan Thompson even this season, I know tonight uh, or last night he had a great game in his last game for the Pacers, but even with that said, Tristan Thompson has not had the player a team around uh, him or been a part of a team like the Chicago Bulls in a quite a while. So even with uh, people were saying what he did in the Kings, what he did in the Pacers, he comes in to Chicago Bulls team that is way more loaded than either one of those teams, and he has a defined role. On top of that, his his shot blocking rate is still up there. Again, not the numbers, right? If you're looking at the raw stat and box score, you won't see that. But I'm talking about percentage. 
His, his also his deflections. He ranks in the top fifteen percentile in deflect uh, in shots deflected, not blocks, right? But shots altered. That is another elite skill that we need on this Bulls team. So with all that being said, the signing of Tristan Thompson could very well be one of those signings where you look at on paper and look at his stats and think, uh, it'll be cool. But when you actually see him in practice on this team amongst this roster, the, again, the sum of the parts would be greater than just what it looks like on paper. And I really am excited for what the Chicago Bulls are bringing in, in signing Tristan Thompson. Again, nobody's saying that he's going to like, and this is what's wrong with Bulls fans, right? Some of them. They, they, they see a hole and they immediately want to fill it with a star and they forget that is not how proper team construction goes. You And especially in the age of the advanced analytics that we have in the NBA, Tristan Thompson projects to be a player that brings a lot of what the Bulls need. And, you know, size be damned, all those things. He's going to bring a skill set that we need. And he plugs in a lot of the holes that we need just by looking at the bare bones of what this team is lacking when it comes to uh, rim protection, when it comes to offensive rebounding, and when it comes to energy. I know people, we have, Tony Bradley has fans on this um, on this team, right? He has people who do like Tony Bradley. And, and even, I will say, Tony Bradley's advanced analytics don't look as bad as what we see on the court sometimes. But you bring in Tristan Thompson, a veteran, somebody who's been on the championship team before, a player that's been here. And, you know, people ask, how long is it going to take for Tristan Thompson to get acclimated? I look at that and say, He's a veteran who's coming in to play a specific role on a 12 to 15 minute, maybe 18 minutes some nights, um, a night, and he's going to be able to do that very well. Now, some of the questions that we get from Bulls fans after that, can you play Tristan Thompson alongside Vooch? I think for stretches, I don't think that's anything you necessarily want to do for long, long periods of times, mainly because what we see from the, from the way that this offense runs, especially with Javante Green out there, we saw it even when Patrick Williams, now Patrick Williams wasn't taking the open shots, and that's something we need to see him do more comfortably, but the Power forward in the way that this offense is run gets a lot of corner threes, wide open corner threes. You don't trust Tristan Thompson to do that, so I don't think you're going to run him and Vooch together a hell of a lot. I think you can do that in certain matchups. But again, Tristan Thompson is going to bring a lot of what this Bulls team needs. And I know people who don't really break down advanced stats, people who don't really aren't really like basketball heads and are casual fans who's just going to look at the box score and say, huh, he's averaging four offensive rebounds for his career. Uh, you know, what does that really bring? It's the percentages and what he does there. And that percentile is an elite percentile, even in this advanced part of his career. So he has a he has a chance to bring a lot of what the Bulls need to this team. And so that's where I stand on it. Let me know what you think about the, everything. The Bulls heading into the All-Star break with a five-game winning streak. DeMar DeRozan breaking the record. Kobe White having a great game on his birthday as well. That's not over. And forget about the contribution of Kobe White. The Bulls don't win this game without the way Kobe White played as well. And that's becoming a theme here as well. And, you know, another another thing there, Bulls fans doubting Kobe White. Again, everything coming together. This team is playing really good. All five starters in double figures last night. And to get the news that we got right after the game and then the news that we also got before the game with Zach and Caruso's injuries, this is a grit. Good and positive time to be a Bulls fan. But let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. We have quite a bit of voicemails today. We're going to get into this first one, and this one's from Shay. Hey, hey, what's up? This is Shay. You know, I've been hearing Bulls fans, and I've been talking to the Windy City Breeze a little bit, and they've said and stated how we need a much bigger power forward to pair next to Vucevic. Now, me, on the other hand, I don't really care about size as long as you can do what we need you to do. In terms of rebounding and all of that, I feel like you're a good starting power forward. Now, on the other hand, there are a lot of teams, including the Golden State Warriors and the 
Phoenix Suns, who also have centers, I mean, no, power forwards who are under the six foot nine market. Hell, even the Miami Heat. Do you think this whole we need size thing at the power forward position is getting overrated, is getting overhyped when it comes to this Chicago Bulls team? Because I've seen, because when you look at the two best teams who have the number one records in both of the NBA, on both of the Eastern and Western Conference, they don't have much size at that power forward position either. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. All right, Shay talks about the power forward next to Vooch. Um, again, the power forward next to Vooch is going to be Patrick Williams. I've always said the Bulls weren't going to be looking to bring a starter caliber power forward if Patrick Williams is going to be coming back uh, before the end of the season, and that's what it shapes up to be. I think people also, to go to your point, I think people overrate size. In this modern-day NBA, it's not necessarily about size. It's about length, and it's about how what positions can you guard. We've seen a 6-4 power forward start for us all, all, all this season. So with that being said, is really how big can you play now? Again, Javante, I think he's going to be more dangerous coming off the bench when he does, and he can go back to playing the 2 and the 3 and some and some 4 at times. Um, but with that being said, it's never really about height. We got to get over this height thing. This is not the WWE. Like you guys are on this Vince McMahon shit, just focused on height, 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 height. It's about length. It's about athleticism. It's about how big can you play. And so we'll see. I, 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 the height thing really, really throws me off. And then again, like I said, with the way that the Bulls' offense runs, it's never going to be like the whole. It's not going to be a twin towers thing. Like, come on, people got to people got to get off that. So that's my opinion on that from Shay. Let's get into this next one. We have a voicemail from Quentin about Marco. Hey, hey, it is Quentin again. Um, first off, I just want to say I hope your tattoo's going well. I hope everything's going good in life. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about Simone Mitch. I said that wrong, but whatever. Um, I wanted to talk about it because I heard your video. I heard everyone talking about, like, he should be in the G League or he should be starting or there's always back and forth depending on where you're looking. As far as what I'm saying, it definitely looks like he has a great skill set for the NBA one thing I've been noticing just from watching like video and film of him in the G League is that he's scoring definitely a lot more now, but he's still doing what I kind of saw when he first came into the NBA, which is it looks like he's a little timid to go strong to the rim, and that could just be a learning curve. It could also just be him needing to put on muscle, um, but kind of the same thing that Io talked about for a little bit when he was laying up and he started going for dunks now and talking about how basically it's a faster game, it's a stronger game, and you have to start making those adjustments. Um, so I definitely think as we see him put on weight, as we see him start getting more comfortable with the physicality of the NBA and the speed of it, I definitely think he could be a good piece going forward in the future. Um, but I definitely agree. He should probably most likely stay in the G League for a while and develop that um, and build that confidence there as well bringing him up every now and then, letting us see some shots of him, of what he can do and how that game's progressing is definitely something that would be great to see going forward. But I just think his skill set is set for the NBA. He's just not physically ready or mentally ready to be in that fast pace, in that strong pace. A lot of times when he looks like he can go for a dunk, he lays the ball up. Um, and it just looks like there's a lot of times where he's just timid to really go strong. So I definitely think that'll improve. Um, but let me know what you think. All right. So Marco talks about what he's seen. I'm, I'm sorry. Quentin talks about what he's seen from Marco. Um, and I agree. Like Marco does at times seem now the last like eight 
to nine games of his G League run, you're starting to see that aggression come out more. You're starting to see more confidence in shooting the shot, especially the three, and a better rate coming from that as well. But that's one thing that's going to happen. The speed of the game, that it, it, everybody talks about it. No matter how good it, rookies that start day one talk about how the speed of the game gets to them some, especially when you're coming from the European style, you need to put on weight, all those things. Marco has a great skill set. I've said this before. I think I said that yesterday in my video. The skill set is there. We we need we we know what skill set he brings, and as a big man and a potential center power forward, that skill set is great for this modern day NBA, right? That's clear. But skill set only dictates so much, right? You have to have the impact as well, and part of Marco being able to make that impact is putting on weight, is taking care of his body, is learning the defensive schemes. All those things are the things that Marco needs to refine, and that's why I have never thought that Marco was going to really be contributing the, to the to the NBA, the actual roster. In, in this season, right? But a full season of the Bulls being able to look at him in their building, in their city, every night, I guarantee you they have been breaking down tape of Marco's game, giving him feedback on what he needs to work on, and that's why Marco was brought over. You hear a lot of Bulls fans ask, well, why was he brought over if they weren't going to play him? Because it's not just about that. This is chess, not checkers. A lot of Bulls fans have checkers mindset when we're trying to play chess. And so because of that, you want to get in the look. You want AK and Eversley to be able to see this guy's progression every day. You want them to be able to tell their trainers what they want him to be working on, how they want him to be working out, because that is what helps you build this player to be on your roster and take a look at it rather than, you know, going overseas, flying over there every couple of months to take a look at him, talk to him, things like that. That is why Marco's here. So I agree a lot with what Quentin said there. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Jamal. What's up, hey? This is your boy Jamal back again with another voicemail for you. And uh, we need to address the, uh, I, I forget how you call them, the world is ending Bulls fans and, and address their take on Zach Levine because now it's just getting plain annoying. Uh, I understand as a Bulls fan how concerned we are with the injuries that Zach Levine is experiencing at this point in time, particularly to that left knee or that knee of his that he had repaired when he tore his ACL. And I understand a lot of Bulls fans are nervous and we're scared, especially given our injuries when it comes to knee injuries, ACLs especially, things like that. But for the love of God, guys, I need y'all to calm the hell down. All right? I'm, I'm getting takes all over not just YouTube, but Twitter, Facebook, all these other social media sites saying things like, Maybe we need to not offer Zach the max if that's the case since he's dealing with knee injuries. Guess who else deals with a lot of injuries? Almost every other player in the league. Or maybe I'm hearing things such as maybe we should go ahead and trade Zach in the offseason since he's dealing with injuries. Why? Because coming across a, a shooting guard that can get you 25 points on damn near 50, 40, 90 splits is, is a dime a fucking dozen. I'm sorry for Gunnison if you got to beat that out. Uh, but it's a dime a dozen. Like, come on, guys. And I understand our concerns with this offseason, uh, what's going to happen in the offseason. But I promise you, please, for the love of God, until we get to that bridge, let's not think about burning it down or before we try deciding if there's going to be one that's going to get crossed. I'm so sick and tired of people saying, well, Zach told Draymond Chicago was his home for now, and I heard that he's putting his house up for sale. He might be. We, it's not a guarantee that Zach will sign a contract with us. That doesn't mean we should try to trade him before he does. Things like that is what made a lot of people not want to come and be Chicago Bulls. Uh, a lot of star players not want to come to the Chicago Bulls. It's their lack of appreciation, not just from the organization, but from the fans itself. 
We have to show Zach that we appreciate everything he does and hope for the best when it comes to injury because that's something that's out of everyone's control. And lastly, when we stop with the freaking narratives about how this player is unhappy and that player is unhappy and Zach is so unhappy that Jamar is coming in and it's becoming his team now. I'm sorry, are any of you Zach's personal therapist? Because I damn sure not. How do you know that Zach is unhappy? The sky is falling, Bulls fans. Listen, it's so bad. Like, and, and, the, and the fact, and I don't think that they realize it. I really do think a lot of Sky is falling Bulls fans think that they are they they believe that they have the best interest of the team at heart. And so, like, you see, even with the Tristan Thompson signing, a lot of people are down on that. With the Zach Levine signing, people are down, or a potential extension, people are down on that. I, I did not expect coming into the season, we would see so many Bulls fans talking about, hey, should the Bulls even re-sign Zach Levine? Should they be looking to trade? Like, it's not a whole lot, right? I don't want to act like or overstate just how many I do get a lot of those comments uh, on the YouTube channel. I've gotten a couple of emails with them. And all I got to say with that is this. Zach is getting the max. Like anybody who said, should get the conversation out of the way. Zach Levine is getting the max. He's earned it. He's deserved it. How does this team? And again, I've talked about this before too. Zach Levine not taking the max isn't going to give us any more money to sign players with the way that the cap structure is. We're still only going to have our exceptions, the uh, the mini mid-level or the mid. I can't believe, I can't remember if we have the full mid-level. The mid-level exception, the trade exception, and expiring contracts are used in signing trades. That's what's going to happen regardless for the Bulls. And so this whole thing with Bulls, I, I understand the concern with the knee, right? Especially long-term. That may be why Kobe is in the pier long-term, and they do pay whatever they need to pay to match Kobe's contract because you do, you do need to mitigate that, right? You do need to build a roster around it to where Zach can possibly get some rest as well sometimes. This knee thing with Zach could be very well. And let, let me be clear when I say that. It's not like it's a thing that's necessarily going to always make him sit out or miss a bunch of time or games, but it's something uh, something that the swelling could he could have a month of bad swelling and you need to allow him some rest. You need people to step up and be able to take care of that when he's out. That's just that's just the nature of the game. But Zach Levine is, is getting the max. Let's go ahead. If you're one of the Bulls players questioning if or fans questioning if they're going to get the max, he's going to get the max. Period. Get over it. Um, outside of that. Um, that's it. I agree with a lot of what uh, Jamal said with Zach Levine. The sky is falling. Bulls fans need to wake up and enjoy this. We actually have a team in a front office that we can trust for once. And players that listen, Zach Levine is having a great season. I think sometimes people forget statistically how great of a season season Zach's having. And as people who watch and break down this team all the time, we can. It's easier for us to maximize or or, or magnify the issues with players while not realizing hey amongst his peers Zach Levine is having a great season he deserves every bit of that contract he's going to get this summer let's get into the to the next voicemail this one's from Matthew Chavez hey hey this is Matthew Chavez Chicago I'm a big time Chicago Bulls fan I like all of the Chicago Bulls every, every play they make is just exciting to me right now they really are exciting that's what I want to say man have a good one bye Matthew there, just saying how much, how long he's been a Bulls fan and how he loves his team. I'm right there with you, brother. Right there with you. This next one, this is the last one. This one's from Tammy. Uh, let's go ahead and play this one now. Hi, hey. This is Dreams Are Reality. My name is Tammy. I just wanted to compliment you on your channel. You are so inspiring. Keep growing. Keep growing. I'm a 30-year Bulls fan, born and raised in Chicago, still here in the suburbs now. And I've been a Bulls fan since the 80s. I was at, at Grand Park when Michael Jordan won um, a couple of those championships, maybe in the 90s, too. No, I think I was there in the 90s. 
But anyway, I just wanted to uh, compliment you. And keep, oh, my ad, my ad is making noise. Sorry, sorry, let me get off this voicemail, but keep growing. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, thank you so much, Tammy, for enjoying the channel the way that you have. Thank you for support. Thank you for showing up always the way that you have. I appreciate you guys so much. I always say we're building a community and a family here, and this could not be done without you guys. And I appreciate you guys so much. And, you know, that, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, honestly. Um. I, I'm listen. You've been a Bulls fan about as long as I've been alive, and I appreciate that. The same way with my dad. Like I love to hear and have conversations with people who've been actually a fan of this franchise for years and decades. Like I'm at this point, a 25 year Bulls fan myself. So um, I appreciate that because I think we have a, a better perspective and a better view because we've seen the low of the lows and the high of the highs. And so because of that, we we're a little bit more centered when it comes to this team and evaluating it sometimes. So thank you for bringing your years of Bulls fandom and adding to this channel and being part of this community and your voice is needed and heard. And I appreciate you. Thank you for calling in for the first time. But that's it for me for today. That's it for the episode. If there's any updates, you guys know I'll be dropping an episode in the middle of the day because that's what we do here at Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Like I liked it in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.